Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. Hey, it's great to have you here. Wow, do we have a lot to talk about in this show. Hey, if you haven't checked out the last show with Dane Golden, where we talk about you, definitely check that one out. I don't have a guest yet for the next show. I have a couple people that I'm talking with. One person I know you'll really be excited to hear from pretty soon, but that one is not officially scheduled yet. So you'll have to keep checking in here on the Tube Labs podcast. And of course, every other week I have visitors to share ideas, people who are involved, who have successful YouTube channels, people who educate us creators about how to do better on YouTube. And that's what this show is about. It's about growing your YouTube channel. And my topic, after we get through some of the interesting news that's been going on, my topic this week are about the things you need to think about that will help you grow your channel before you push record, before you upload your video. There are things that you can do ahead of time to improve the opportunity for success. And so I want to go through that a little bit with you. But first, let's talk about some of the important things that are going on in the world of YouTube. One of the big things that people are talking about right now has to do with a notice you may have received the last time you were in your YouTube channel getting ready maybe to upload a video or there's a notification letting you know that YouTube wants you to verify that the work that you're uploading, the videos that you are uploading are not for children. And when we talk about children, it's generally kids under 13 years old. That's the idea. 13 and above is fine. 13 and below it needs to be mentioned to YouTube so they can properly categorize your video because there are some heavy fines that could be coming down on people who don't do that. The FTC, the United States government, the Federal Trade Commission, is getting involved. And a lot of the big conversation is that you could be fined over $42,000 per video. Now, I don't know about you, but hey, maybe you're doing that much better than I am on YouTube, but I am certainly not making over $42,000 per video to take such a risk. So this is definitely impacting YouTube, YouTube creators, and YouTube has a button now that you need to select. You need to check that box to say that your content is or is not designed for kids. And you have you need to be honest. You really do need to do this right. Don't play around with this. Understand what it is you need to be dealing with by the end of this year. YouTube is now just rolling out these things to safeguard itself as well as you as a creator because if you check the right boxes, YouTube will categorize your videos differently and very well may safeguard you from a situation that could be really hurtful. Now, 
honestly, I don't know all the details as of yet and how everything is going to roll out. I don't think anyone does. However, Daryl Eves has an excellent video. And if you are not subscribed to him, I think you probably should be. Check out Daryl Eves. His last video or last couple of videos, you may have uh, uploaded a video or two by the time you listen to this show. But definitely check out his video. He has a lot of really good information there. There's a lot of information on the YouTube blogs. There's, there's, there's stuff out there that can help and guide you with the information that is available right now. So just absorb that information if you have a channel that in any way targets children or would attract children in some way. Something else that you may have seen lately, which has been kind of circling around the social media world, especially YouTube, about YouTube's update of their terms of service. And I think it was um, actually brilliantly uh, shared, basically saying, don't freak out about YouTube's updated terms of service. They were always bad. And that was from vice.com. And that's absolutely true. And it's true about Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. If you really read those terms of service, you'll realize, realize how horrible they are. Now, YouTube recently updated their terms of service and people were freaking out thinking, oh my goodness, they can just shut down an underperforming small YouTuber channel. And sure, but they're not going to. Uh, they've always been able to do stuff like that. They, they can shut down any channel, to be quite honest. It's their platform. But that's not going to happen. That, that kind of information was there before. It was just updated. And so it got in front of people's eyeballs again. And they all started developing these rumors that something was coming down. And so if you read something like that, don't worry about it. It's always been there. They've always been able to do that kind of stuff to us. That is why we need to think about the other platforms around our channels that we can control. Now, Instagram is not one that we can control. That is another platform to support your YouTube channel. However, it's not the platform I'm talking about. I'm talking about a blog or your website where you can host your videos and maybe put your videos in blog posts or whatever it may be. That's one way to go about it. Another way is to collect emails of the people that subscribe to your channel, your number one fans. Give them something to download or a way to connect with you in a way that goes above and beyond the YouTube channel. And at least you'll have, if for some reason your YouTube channel is lost, it is taken down, you have at least the ability to contact your number one fans. And that is, is probably one of the best pieces of advice that anyone can give you as you grow your channel. YouTube can do what it wants. So don't go crazy about all the little things that happen around YouTube. Don't worry about how much money you could make from AdSense. It's gonna change. They could take it away. But even if they took it away, you can still make money off of YouTube. How are people on Instagram making money? People are making a lot of money on Instagram. There's nothing like AdSense on Instagram. So AdSense is nice. 
it's certainly a way to bring some income in, but there are ultimately better ways. I know I'm going on a number of different paths, but it all comes down to the same thing. YouTube is going to change. YouTube is going to do what's in the best interest of YouTube. Yes, it does need to balance a world of supporting its creators and also satisfying its advertisers. It's a tough place to be. It is two important rocks. One, which makes your platform valuable, and the other one, which pays for the platform. All right, the last thing to talk about before we get into the topic this week, of course, is Studio Beta, which is no longer beta. They have changed it. They have taken the beta label off of YouTube Studio, and the old version is going away. Let me tell you, they're continuously pushing the fact that it is completely going to go away. Now, I don't know why you would still be there. You may feel it's better. You may feel like it you're just used to it. You know how to just use the old system to the best of its ability and you're not sure about the craziness of the new platform. It doesn't matter. It's going away. Now, some things such as being able to update our cards and in screens, that ability will still be there for still a while. But they're really pushing and letting people know. They they started that 1% of the of the YouTubers out there are going to not have that escape hatch anymore. Now, it's probably most of the people who don't use it very often. And I use it once in a while, maybe once a month. So obviously there are still things that I need, especially say if you use some of YouTube's uh, music, you want to go over to create and download some of YouTube's music. That's usually the reason why I go over there. So that stuff will be moving over to the new YouTube studio. However, I really just highly recommend if you've not done so now, get used to the platform. There's so much good information there that will really help you in the growth of your channel. I think what I'm going to do for the next podcast, now the next one will most likely be a guest, but if not, next week or the week after, I will go through the studio, not beta anymore, the YouTube studio a little bit. Obviously, it's going to be a voice podcast, but I'm going to talk about the different elements of studio beta, kind of give you a little understanding of where things are. You'll obviously have to go through things on your own to get the visual idea behind it. But maybe while you're you know, listening in the car, working at the gym, I can spark some ideas to help you in the process of understanding how you can best use Studio Beta and some of the new things that are being released right now that are extremely valuable. So I'm looking forward to sharing that. So I'll go through that with you in one of the next shows coming up soon. Next, I want to share some of the things that you should be thinking about when developing your ideas or your next video. The more you plan ahead, the better off you will be. Now, one of the things that you definitely need to consider is is understanding trends and how trends can really help you. And I see a big difference when I follow a trend, something that's in the news, something that people are talking about, and how many views I get on a video. There really is a big difference. We're talking four, 
five times or more the number of views that I normally get because I am catching on a trend. Now, I, I'm still falling into some of my old bad habits, but I do want to increase my production again. I have done the daily thing. I don't want to do daily, but I do really want to start doing at least five days a week on one channel and then a couple videos on the other channel. I have three channels and I want to have my system down so I can use all three channels properly. And one is more about, again, the combination code, your unique success combination, and finding trends and trying to find my audience with those trends. A certain number of the people that come across these videos will be attracted to the idea of the combination code, how to separate yourself from the competition, how to understand that you are a unique creator, a unique person, a unique entrepreneur, and you need to find the right combination code to separate yourself from the competition and just drive your business. And so that's there are people who are interested in that. So I have to find those people and just throwing large nets out there because that's the way this channel started off and is designed. I just have to accept the way that is. I've even tried to get away from this channel and I just can't. It's just my home channel. Now I have another channel which is for photographers, business for photographers. Doing well when I when I share a video, awesome watch time. People watch it all the way through, good click-through rates. I have no complaints there. And then the other area is for my company Rosh Media where I do Google for SEO and pay-per-click and YouTube stuff. And I'm just going to focus on Google and do focus on Google tutorials. And the reason I have that channel is so I have a place to put my tutorials because I often put it on the other channels and it's not right for those channels. So if I want to create those videos, I just need a place to put them. And that's why I have three channels. However, when it comes to my larger channel, although I do think my other channel will surpass it at some point, my main channel, I want to offer more videos and I need to plan ahead to help prevent me from doing the things that I do. Now, it's really nice getting the rust out and the dust off when I uploaded videos last week. And honestly, the video that I uploaded, I think is a great topic it's called Avoid the Three C's of Pain, Suffering, and Failure. And I talk about that in the video. What are those three C's that can lead to failure? I didn't do the video very well, though. It doesn't have a nice storyline to it. It's just me talking at people. And that is my biggest thing that I try to overcome versus just sharing stories. And I share my struggles with you because, of course, you have struggles. We all have struggles. And that is one of my biggest. And I have to find ways to prevent me from doing the exact same thing over and over again. And it does not always work. It often fails. However, I made a list of things that I can do, especially beforehand, to help me focus in on what I need to do to make it a better video. First of all, finding the topic, finding and understanding the keyword. Now, the keyword can be very important. However, I think the headline overall is more important than the keyword. 
Keyword can help in search. That's good, but you really need to have a, an exciting headline and a topic that people will be interested in. So I go through that and work with those three elements, the, the topic, the keyword, and developing an exciting headline. But ultimately, there are a couple things I need to think about before I start recording. One, what is the end game of my video? What do people need to get out of that video? And it's helpful to know the end game because you can now be specific. You can now set up this thing that people want to know about. If I'm just talking, I'm not sharing the end game. The end game of this conversation is helping you with some ideas that will support you to be more prepared for creating a better video to help grow your channel. That's kind of the end game of just this conversation right now. What would make it even better is if I told you a good story around that idea. So I need to come up with story ideas around the topics that deliver a good end game, understanding what that person should get out of that video, not just something generic at the end, something very specific. They will have this takeaway. And then I need to understand, you know, what are the hooks that I want to bring in? It's important to have a good hook and decide on what that hook is in the very first 15 seconds. And not only that, I recommend you have some other hooks along the way to keep people going along. If your video is say six minutes long, I think you should probably have two or three hooks in there that'll keep people wondering. When I say a hook, I mean it's something that's gonna grab the viewer's attention and make them wanna watch more until they're satisfied, until the answer to the hook it satisfies them. They get that information. And you can often tell a story. So maybe you'll have a few stories in there. Stories will keep people going, but you need to start them with a hook. And again, have a few hooks and then understand how long is this video going to be. Not only that, I want to know not only what the end game is, but what is the video right now? thinking about before I record, what is the related video that I have that people will be interested in, that will be related to the video that I am making, that I can hand that video off. I can say, hey, check out this video for more information. In other words, getting people to watch more than one video, a topic we've certainly talked a lot about and we'll certainly talk again later at length because it's so important to keep people watching additional videos. And if you have that call to action within your video, that can be very helpful along the way. Now, something else I think about is how I'm going to approach the VSL playlist. That's the visual suggestion ladder playlist that I use. It's, it's something, look it up. Um, I have an article on, I think it's, I definitely have it at uh, the two blabs, excuse me, uh, the two blog.com visual suggestion ladder where I talk about how to create this system of driving 
more traffic to your videos through suggested from your more popular videos. It's a great way to go. So my question to you are what are the areas that you're struggling with when you are creating your video? Make your own list. Maybe you don't need all of the things that I need when I'm planning out my video. I think bullet points are really helpful for me. Some people have to write an entire script, but there are some elements such as the hook in the story. In other words, by writing out that story, by having the bullet points of at least the story you're going to tell, I am guaranteed for me to tell a story where normally I would just start talking about the thing and not give it a story format, a format of beginning, middle, and end, talking about the formats of the hero and the hero's quest. These are some story formats that you should understand and be able to apply in your YouTube videos because they keep people in your video longer. People like stories and enjoy stories. And if you're able to do that, you're gonna have much more luck overall. You can create a document in Google Sheets, you could use Trello, you could use Evernote, you could use any kind of piece of document on your desktop that you can open up and just have a list of items that you know you need to check off for your next video. And again, thinking about the next video after your video. What are you going to be creating next? Can you steer people or get people excited about the video after the current video or the one you're gonna hand them off to? There are a number of things that are really helpful along the way to keep the engagement by asking questions. What questions are you going to ask people that will encourage them to comment? What are you going to do to encourage people to subscribe? These, this is a lot, these are a lot of different things to consider to put into your video. And so I think it's important that if you can plan that out ahead of time, you're really going to have a much better chance of doing it right. And if you have to cut some of that stuff out, do it. Make sure you have a good video. You don't want to put so much stuff in there that the video is horrible. But you need to think about if you can get these things in your video in a way that is natural and just seems right and a part of the video. Now, some of the things that I am looking for, I have a few more things that I look at as part of this list, and that's after the video is published. And so I want to look at what is the click-through rate over the first few hours, maybe the first three hours. Is it higher or lower? Do I need to make adjustments in the title or thumbnail? You know, look at the click-through rate in the first 24 hours, the first 24 hours of views. And then start looking at, are people watching the video through that first minute? We've talked about that as something that Evan Carmichael has talked about. I, I think it was actually on Dane Golden's YouTube channel that I first heard that. I think I've heard him talk about it a few times. And, and actually some other YouTubers talking about that first minute, keeping you know 70, 75% of your viewers through that first minute and how if they've committed to that first minute that they're going to make it a lot further along through the rest of your video. So I want to see what percentage of people continued watching in that first minute, the audience retention overall, 
and then the end retention and make note of that. And I'll actually write these things down so I can look and see what has happened. And I'll even take a look and see what is the rank for certain keywords. Now the end retention, taking a step back, 50%, we've talked about that, 50% or higher is where ultimately we wanna be. We're not gonna be there every time with every video, and of course it depends on how long that video is. A two minute video has a much greater chance of keeping 50% of the audience much better than a 10 minute video. But if you can do that for a 10 minute video, good for you. That is excellent, you're doing a good job keeping the people watching your video. But I do like to see how my videos are ranking to see if it's gonna drive some new opportunities, people searching for the topics that I'm creating videos about and is that driving traffic? And then overall, I just say, hey, was this video a success? Yes or no? The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.